0: For far too long, many white people have ignored the plight of black and indigenous people of color. We have denied that racism, not only on an individual, but a systemic level exists, that it's a problem that is pervasive in our society, and that we have done little to nothing to make the problem disappear through our activism through our intentional choices and actions. So on this episode of Some Random Thoughts, I'm going to be sharing about how I once denied that racism existed, how I know that I am wrong, what resources I've looked to to educate myself, and how I'm trying to become more anti-racist every day. I hope you join me. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Some Random Thoughts. I'm your host, Ryan Wilkowski. Took a week break, and I am happy to be back on talking more about, well, my random thoughts on many different issues. And, you know, for last week, I was not feeling very well, and on top of that, I lost my voice, which doesn't happen often, and honestly, I can't remember the last time it happened to me. But it's kind of hard to do a podcast when you don't have a voice (laughs) and so Took a break and um back at it This week So thank you so much for listening once again and whether you're a new listener or you've been listening, uh the whole time Um, I really appreciate um you listening And just know a couple of things number one I uh do not make any money on this podcast. This is just something I love to do, and it's just a passion project of mine. I'm not asking for any support at this time, except for your listening and for your thoughts. Um, please feel free to go on my website at com and look at um, podcast, and feel free to drop me a message at any time if there's something you want to share, something that struck a chord with you, or something that you want to challenge me on, Um, I'm happy to hear it and your thoughts can be included in a future episode of Some Random Thoughts. Uh, uh, The second thing I want you to know is not only do I not take in any money, but I intentionally at times will plug resources or a company or a product and just know that Every single time that I've done that, unless otherwise I've mentioned it specifically and explicitly, I um, do not endorse those products officially and do not make any income or get any kind of um, payment or any kind of retribution in any way. When I do that. And the reason why I'm mentioning this now and I haven't mentioned it in past episodes is because on this episode, I'm actually going to be talking about something that's very, very important, but also very controversial um, in our day and age, and that's on the topic of racism. And specifically, I'm going to be talking about whiteness, which I think has a lot of confusion amongst many people, and most of all amongst, well, white people. And I'm going to be speaking. As someone who is, for all intents and purposes, a white person, and I'm going to be sharing a couple of things. Number one, I'm going to be sharing my attitudes in the past toward racism. Um, I'm going to be talking about my attitudes presently toward racism and what I hope to be in the future. But also, I'm going to be sharing a lot of resources that have helped me kind of educate myself on the history of racism. And how racism still pervades our society this today. And I just want you to know that I'm officially not making any kind of money on this. I am not officially sponsoring these or endorsing these. But I just want to share because I feel like they've been extremely helpful to me. And I think they'll be helpful to you. And just know that this is a completely free podcast I'm not making any money off of this I'm not plugging anybody officially for any kind of nefarious purpose or because I'm getting a kickback or anything like that it's just because I want to share my thoughts and that's it and if anything changes in the future you guys will be the first to know all right so on with the episode thank you for bearing with me a couple minutes as I've shared those thoughts On today's episode, we're going to be talking about racism and whiteness, and I know that these are very touchy subjects, and I know that I could be getting myself into hot water, and I know that I could be setting myself up for being canceled, or being lambasted, or criticized, or demeaned by thoughts that I have to share, but I feel like it's important that we try to Still, foster a conversation around these things and know that I am someone who is still learning and I am someone who is very much open to receive both criticism and both encouragement as I'm trying to become more anti racist not just not being racist but actually being anti racist. That's one of the things we're going to talk about is what is the difference between not being a racist, which I feel like the majority of people are, and being anti-racist, which I feel like a very small percentage is compared to the population. I'm also going to be sharing with you resources that have specifically helped me understand racism, not just on an individual level, but on a systemic level, and how systemic racism not only, in my opinion, well, I shouldn't say opinion, in my assessment, not only does exist... But it is pervasive in our society still Even in a post-Jim Crow, post-slavery era of the United States Which is for people that are listening outside of the country of the United States Where I live and where I've been born and raised and I'm a citizen of um, The other things I'm going to share is I'm just going to share with you an excerpt from a post that I was going to publish Way back in May of 2020 Never did But I want to share it here on this episode So the first thing I want to share is I want to share um, What was originally going to be a blog post That I was going to post back in May of 2020 But have been sitting on for quite some time I think back in May A lot of things were fomenting And a lot of things were very fresh And I think... Myself included, but millions and millions of other people had very raw feelings about what was going on in the United States when it was coming to racial injustice and police brutality. To kind of set up the picture a little bit, by the time I wrote this post in May, which never became published, but I'm going to share with you on this episode... um, There have been dozens, if not hundreds, if not more um, black people of color who have been unjustifiably murdered at the hands of police for the past, well, few decades, if not longer. Um... But specifically, this year in 2020, up until May, when I wrote the post, there were three high-profile individuals who were unjustifiably murdered, two at the hands of police, and one at the hands of citizens, white citizens specifically. The first one was Ahmad Aubrey, who died in South Georgia early, uh, early in 2020 his story was largely unknown until months later when it was broke when it broke locally within the state of Georgia and then became a national story because of the slow to almost zero response by law enforcement and by the judicial system to prosecute well first of all to arrest and to prosecute the perpetrators who Murdered Ahmad Aubrey, and that story became a huge story because once again we saw no justice being done to an innocent black man who was murdered. It hit me hard because we had heard this story time and time again. It was just unfortunately another individual. I think part of the problem with myself and Maybe with other people Maybe even some of you who are listening Is the desensitization Of Hearing this story play out Time and time again just with different people And it's almost like I can't hear it anymore Because I've heard it So many times And that's the exact problem Is when We get to a point when I go, I can't listen to it anymore, or I don't want to listen to it anymore because I've heard it so many times and nothing ever gets done. And then you have to realize as a white man, I'm privileged enough that when I hear black men or black women get murdered time and time again, unjustifiably, I am in a privileged enough position to go, I can ignore it because it doesn't affect me. And that's exactly the problem, is that white people, by and large, have not stood up against the racial injustice that has happened to black people and indigenous people and other people of color in our society. Which is why these racial injustices have been perpetuated throughout society for hundreds of years and continues on to this day. One of the things that we need to get out of the way is... The idea that individuals, many individuals, believe that racism does not exist. And I hope to share, in just the little time that I have, the belief that racism does exist. It still exists. It's always existed in our country. And it's always existed before the founding of our country. We have to understand that racism is a social construct, but it's a social construct that is... Erroneous. It's logically indefensible and it's logically unsound. Um, it, it, it really doesn't make any sense when you really look anthropologically and biologically at who human beings are and what we are. It doesn't make any sense that we are going to create a class system and a social construct on race. And that the sole result of that Or the primary result of that Would be to subjugate To oppress and marginalize Certain groups of people And then to uplift um, And elevate other groups of people it, it, it really doesn't make sense And it doesn't make sense Whether you're a spiritual person And your spirituality informs you Or you're a secular person And just secular morality informs you I think For the majority of us We can come to a place of agreement Saying that Because of somebody's Skin color They are Inferior Is Absurd It's ridiculous on every single level, whether it's uh, your religion informs you or whether biology informs you, whether sociology informs you anthropology informs you, psychology or philosophy, whatever subject you derive your sense of morality from, however you construct it, anybody who claims that they have these beliefs and that they are racist truly racist um, have committed gross unethical stances in their hearts and in their minds and will be carried out in their actions racism has been proven to be wrong in almost every single school of thought that I can think of and yet it still exists today so why is that why in our age why in 2020 are we still dealing with Racism Why am I even having to talk about it? Why has it not been wiped off from the face of the earth? Well, it's because racism not only exists independently and individually In certain people's hearts and minds But it exists systemically systemic racism exists that's why we still are dealing with it today if it didn't exist systemically and it was just existing in the lives of individual people then we would see racism drop precipitously we would see it drop significantly to the point where it would be isolated cases here and there but we're still seeing cases of racism happen all the time And it's happening every day. And it's happening to probably hundreds, if not thousands, or tens of thousands of people every day. Racist ideas and thoughts and actions are still being perpetuated in our society today. And it's horrible. And very little has been done to combat these things. You're still seeing unrest. Even happening at the moment of this taping. Months after protests first started against the murders of Amar Auber and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and, and dozens if not hundreds of other black and indigenous people of color who have been unjustifiably murdered at the hands of police and at the hands of racists, white supremacists, white nationalists in particular. But I want to share with you right now my essay that i wrote and it was called on racism and whiteness and that's what the episode that is that you're listening to is also called this is what i said and i wrote this back in may it says quote so by now we should all know the latest murders of yet again three more innocent black lives in america we keep speaking their names And yet, little has been done to uplift and provide equality, safety, and security in all forms to black people of color. We've seen, as of late, protests all across this land begging for black POC voices to be heard for the cause of preserving their very lives to be taken seriously. It has not. I'm not here to give you a treatise on the history of black people or black culture or systemic racism or white supremacy. Because I'm not adequate to speak about these issues, except on the issue of whiteness, because I am white. So as a white man, this is for us fellow white people about what we should do when it comes to engaging with the issue of racism and whiteness. Number one, listen. As white people who have held and continue to hold immense privilege and power in this country, it's time for us to shut up and listen to the cries of those who have been systematically oppressed for centuries. We need to take seriously the struggle and marginalization of black POC and listen to their stories, their struggles, and their fears. We need to listen with empathy and without defensiveness. We don't need to insert our own commentary or erase the voices of those who know what they are going through firsthand. Number two, learn. After we have sufficiently listened, we need to learn. We need to educate ourselves about the systemic oppression and marginalization of black POC. We need to learn about how our society and culture has centered whiteness and has cultivated white supremacy for centuries and how it continues to this very day, despite the progress that has been made. We need to learn the full breadth and depth of black POC and what they are teaching us. We need to stop cherry picking quotes that falsely soothe our white souls and instead be uncomfortable with the realities of black people and what they demand. Number three, leverage. We need to then leverage our power and privilege and subvert it for the benefit of black POC so they can get what is rightfully theirs as human beings. We need to support black business elect black leaders, dismantle whiteness, and how it infects societal constructs such as law enforcement and Wall Street. We need to lay down our eagles, egos, excuse me, our power, our influence, and seek a better future for fellow humans we claim are equal to us. That starts with white people doing the work. Look, I'm not perfect. I have a lot more listening, learning, and leveraging to do. But let's do the work. I write this because I want to challenge all of us white people to do better. If you want to learn more, call me, text me, DM me on social media. I'd be happy to point you in the direction of black POC who are educating us on how to be better. I would just ask that you don't insult them, challenge them, become defensive, or harass them for what they are saying or for more information. If you want to learn, use Google, watch a documentary read a book, contact me, what have you, peace and love, end quote. So that was the essay that I wrote that I never published, but I have shared with you for the first time here on this podcast. And these are just some random thoughts. These are these, When I wrote these, these were really raw thoughts that I shared. Um, and the reason why I felt like writing this down and then the reason why I felt like sharing it now It's because I wanted to take some time to really sit with these thoughts and these feelings that I had to see if they were valid, to see if they were important, to see if it would make a difference if I shared my thoughts. And I really hope that if you're listening, that it either validates how you already feel in If it challenges you because you don't feel that way, I hope you could just take a moment to just self-reflect and to see if what I have to say might be of use to you, might be helpful to you and really kind of understanding a different perspective than maybe your own and maybe could help educate yourself um, in ways that you maybe never have considered before until now and that it could help you in the future to really kind of take the idea of systemic racism and how it pervades our society more seriously because there are people that you know there are people that you probably care about most likely there are people that you love that are going through really difficult times and have gone through difficult times their entire lives because the system was set up to be oppressive and marginalizing them and never giving them the leg up that other white people well, I should say other people, specifically people who are white get the privilege of having including myself Um, in the last few minutes. I just want to share with you some resources that I have found helpful um, and hoping that you can really begin to educate yourself if you haven't already. And if you have started educating yourself already that either these are resources you may have not considered before or resources that might, you might have considered already um, that could just help validate you um, in knowing that you're really, Reading some good information I mean these There there are so many other works That I could have shared But I haven't read them yet And so I didn't want to share them Until I knew That these are works I'm specifically like Yeah I'm going to recommend these Because I've read these works Because I've looked into these works Heavily in detail And I feel like they could be very helpful I'm going to share four works That are What I would call secular Or non Christian non spirituality works and then I'm going to share four works that are spirituality based uh, specifically Christian based and have been very helpful for me um, as well and the first book that I want to share has been a book that has been very controversial um, but I felt like has been helpful to me in kind of understanding, Um, biases that I have, um, ingrained responses that I have toward black people of color. And that book is called White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo. And now look, I would say this work has gotten a lot of criticism because... I think a lot of people think it's a work that's for everybody And it's really not It's a work that is for a specific subset of people And I believe that it's really written toward white people Who specifically Either deny or are ignorant of their understanding of implicit bias And how implicit bias Most likely is ingrained in their attitudes toward black people Because they are subconscious of it. So I don't I don't really think it's a work that's for everybody. But it was a work that was good for me. It was important to me. Um, it was helpful as a first step for me to really be on a journey toward being anti-racist and to just have greater understanding of myself and greater understanding of my shortcomings and my pitfalls and areas of my soul and my mind that I feel like are polluted or poisoned and that I need to rid myself of in order to be a better person. So White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo is my first recommendation. Um, This is under the secular category, by the way. The second recommendation is The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. And I first heard about this work on NPR. And this book is really interesting because it takes a look at how housing and how the government specifically has had racist roots when it comes to housing and how black people of color have never gotten a leg up in being able to become homeowners and being able to access affordable housing and things of that nature because there were there was explicitly racist ideas that were written into um, mortgage contracts and into deeds. Um, And there are examples of certain deeds today that still have some racist language in it, like, oh, a black person can't live in this house and you can't sell it to a black person or this black person. You know even if they can rent it you have to charge them more than a white person or this particular neighborhood that this house is in is only meant for white people um things like that and even though a lot of these deeds don't enforce those clauses today because we are in a post-civil rights era um it still has affected how certain areas have remained more homogenous racially than other areas and a lot of it has to do with um the way housing has been structured and zoning has happened. Um, and so that's a a recommendation as well. The third recommendation is the assassination of Fred Hampton by Jeffrey Haas. And this is a really interesting story about how there was a black Panther named Fred Hampton who was murdered and it's believed that he was murdered by the government because of his outspoken beliefs about racial inequality and racial injustice. Um, and then this kind of dovetailed into something that I was listening to, which was the theory, which I never believed before, but now I'm taking very seriously that MLK was murdered by the government, um, because of, um, a lot of his, obviously his, um, his prominence, um, his public persona, how he has spoken out and how he did speak out against racial injustice and racial inequality. Um, And so, you know, Fred Hampton is someone I had never heard of before until now, and I've been trying to dig deep into learning more about him and learning more about his beliefs and how there was an automatic vilification of groups like Black Panthers and how I feel like there's a lot of parallels between that and Black Lives Matter today. Uh, The last recommendation in the secular category is How to Be Anti-Racist by uh, Ibram Kendi. And this is a really, really seminal work. And I feel like this is a really important work that I feel like all white people should read. Um, It gives really good foundations, really good structure into understanding uh, racism in a very comprehensive way. And how we need to actually learn to be real allies and not just allies in the sense of, we can speak out from time to time Or Try to have the appearance of being Not racist But not really actually becoming anti-racist um, And then the four works on the spirituality category The first one is White Too Long By Robert Jones And it talks about White evangelicalism and American Christianity And how Disturbingly, American Christianity is infused in white supremacy And white nationalism And that there's a lot of racism in American Christianity And how we need to uproot the racism that has happened in American Christianity But how it still exists in a very disturbing way today The second work is Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison Um, Be the Bridge is a work that I'm seeing happen in um, being engaged with in more and more churches. Um, I know that my church has engaged with this work and is engaging with this work. Um, Be the Bridge is a really good resource for churches in particular that really want to learn more about um, how to cultivate communities of faith that are actively working to address racial inequality and racial injustice. The third book is Dear Church by Lenny Duncan, and the fourth book is I'm Still Here by Austin Channing Brown. And both of these works are excellent because both of them are written by black people of color who really have understood that it's important for their verses to be heard. The first one is um, that I'll talk about is Austin Channing Brown's work, Uh, I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. Um, And what I think makes this book really great Is that um, it pulls no punches It is um, honest It is vulnerable It is super important Um, It's got kind of a weave of um, memoir And kind of spirituality and faith and it's just really raw and vulnerable and i just really appreciate her voice and i appreciate her honesty and i and it just made me really take really deep breaths and and just really feel like you know i was getting gut punched but for very good reasons and i um just really appreciate seeing her perspective and just being astonished at what people how black people of color feel in various spaces including the church and how black people have never felt comfortable in the church and have felt perceived racism and uh, overt racism for a long time and how but the black church, I think, has to have been a natural response because of black because black people have not felt welcome in in the church. And then Lenny Duncan's work, you know, is Dear Church, um, which is a love letter from a black preacher to the whitest denomination in the United States. And what's really great about uh, this book is that it's kind of similar in that it is. Honest, it is raw, it is real, it pulls no punches. Um, I felt immediately wanting to be repentant of so many things when I read this book because it just really hit me hard to go, wow, I have really not only been implicit but incomplicit on so many different things that I even didn't think about like i i I just had no idea that it was wrong or i might have known that it was wrong but i didn't care um and lenny duncan has a quote here that i just want to share as i close this episode which is most people aren't actively racist but you are passively participating in the spiritual and economic enslavement of every person of color in this church and i was like oh my god And then another quote he has is, I've been fed a false doctrine about manhood since the day I was born. And the last one is, Symbols are important. They shape the way we think about the world, often without us knowing it. If we don't deconstruct harmful symbols, we will slowly poison our children. And you know, as a young parent myself, who has a young child, he's two, um, I don't want to raise my child with the same implicit bias that I've grown up with, With the same societal attitudes that i've grown up with when it comes to racism and race and people of color i i want my child to be significantly better than me in every single way and that includes with his attitudes toward people of color and um like i said i mean i could talk about this so much more, but we're running out of time. Honestly, just go check out these works. Um, go check out White Fragility, The Color of Law, The Assassination of Fred Hampton, How to Be Anti-Racist, White Too Long, Be the Bridge, Dear Church, and I'm Still Here. Look, And I know that there is many, many other works. That that are excellent, but these are just the works that I've engaged with, and I'm going to learn to engage with more works in the future. And so, if you all have any recommendations, please um, you know shoot those over to me um, and let me know because I'd love to hear. But um, in closing, I just want to say everything I said was with utter humility and with the understanding that I, I don't have everything right, I don't have all the answers, I'm still working on it. And so, please be open and honest with me. If you, if you are listening to this, please share your thoughts. Please share where you agree and disagree, where you think I've gone, I didn't go far enough, or maybe where I've sidestepped. Honestly, these are supposed to be 30 ish minutes, uh, ish minute episodes. And so, I'm never going to be able to tackle everything, but I hope to address this more in the future um, if people really are wanting to. So, thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you continue to have a blessed and prosperous week. And I hope to hear from you next time. Please continue to tune in. And I thank you so much for listening and for your support. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to the Some Random Thoughts podcast with me, Ryan Mulkowski. If you would like more information about me and my work, you can check me out at www.ryanmulkowski.com. That's M-U-L-K-O-W-S-K-Y. And make sure to check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ryan Mulkowski. Thank you so much. Take care.